Hello, everybody, and welcome to the True Fans Podcast, where we talk to the true fans of the beautiful game. My name is Kieran Grudgins, and it's uh, another week. The Euros is finished its group stages, and we are ready for the round of 16. More on the Euros, more on some big news as well, and also to do a great squad builder and quiz all happening in the True Fan Podcast. But who am I doing it with? Well, my co-presenter, the co-invigilator uh, of the True Fan Podcast as well, but also check him out on TIW Podcast, which is making a return right here on Anchor. It's Gary Best. Gaz, how are you, mate? Um, very good, Karen. How about you? I'm good, mate. Have you? Can I just say one thing? Have you been able to calm yourself down after last night? Because you were, you know, it, we were we were going pretty mad on our live stream. Check out the highlights now. You were ex- you were going absolutely mental because what a game it was, my friend. Mate, I have calmed myself down. It was an absolutely mad game, and just I'll say I'm not taking anything away from Hungary, but Germany were poor. They were lucky to get them two goals. But anyway, carry on. Thank you very much. Well, we're obviously going to get into all of that. Of course, Germany, our opponents in the round of 16. But we'll move more on to that as I introduce our guest today, a great friend of mine. We've, he's been on here uh, many, many times before. It's Sam Cattell. Sam, thank you very much for uh, coming back to us, mate. Uh, let's just dive straight in with the questions about how you, how about how this year is going, particularly from England. But if you just want to have a general chat about it as well, that's fine. Um. I think obviously it's good to talk about but with with the performance of the players it's not the greatest of course and I think it's been really entertaining from an outsider looking and watching everyone else Absolutely, absolutely. Well, it, it's definitely very, very nice to have this. Last year was a, a very, very boring summer. Uh, of course, not having football on, and you know, every, we were, it was so unknown about uh, football and, and stuff like that. So, what we're going to do, uh, we are going to talk quickly about uh, the Euro round of sixteen matches because they have been confirmed. I'll run through them quickly: Belgium versus Portugal. Gaz, that's a very interesting game, mate, because it's. Two, two really, really massive teams. Uh, you know, uh, one of them is, is going to leave us. Portugal looked weak against France. I'm not going to lie to you. And Portugal have looked really, really strong uh, in their group stages. How can you see that happening? Oh, I'm going to go a Belgium win because I think Belgium have got that more attacking force. I think Portugal just rely upon Ronaldo too much. Yeah, and of course, not playing. Uh, you know, Bruno Fernandes uh, last night, sorry, was a massive, massive spot. Italy versus Austria, Sam. Italy has been probably the most dominant team uh, in this uh, tournament uh, right now. Surely they've got to be the, the ones to watch to beat Austria. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, I think we can all agree here that Italy are going to walk over Austria. Austria. I could imagine like a 3 0 win. Yeah, definitely nine, uh, nine points, three wins from three there. Croatia taking on Spain. Croatia's had a bit of an up and down uh, time in in Group D. Of course, losing the losing the first losing the first game to us. Uh, as, but as well, Spain have not, uh, you know, lit- was good. Uh, Gary, how can you see this one going away? Because you know, Croatia got to the final in twenty eighteen. How can you see this happening? 
Um, I think it's going to be yes. Um, I think Spain, the way they looked against Slovakia, but I think they've still got that attacking options. The defence is absolutely mad. Absolutely, and especially scoring, uh, you know, five goals in in the game against Slovakia. They've obviously got to, uh, you know, deserve uh, the chance in the round 16. France versus Switzerland, Sam. Surely that's got to be a France victory, even though they drew against Hungary, drew against Portugal, you know, narrowly beat Germany. Switzerland are probably one of the weakest teams in this round of 16. Yeah, I agree. And just like with the Italy result, I think it might take France a little bit longer to unlock them because they seem to struggle against more defensive teams. But uh, I think at the end, I'd go for a 2-0 France win. Okay, all right. Sweden versus Ukraine, that's probably a, uh, you know, the one of the games in the round of 16, which is probably the quietest. But England's got to be watching that, you know, with hope that, you know, that, that they get Ukraine because Sweden topping Group E was, was quite surprising. How can you see that one going down? That's to Gary, but sorry. Um, I think it's going to go down quite well. I think Sweden are looking strong because to prove that they can keep um that height and fall. I think it's going to be a Sweden win. Okay, all right. Well, obviously, England versus Germany. Sam, you've, you've got that one as you are. Uh, our, our guest today, uh, we, we've always had, you know, some, you know, negative, uh, negative, uh, passed with, uh, you know, we you know with Germany, uh, but again, Germany are going through that transition where they've got probably a bit of an aging team. They were unlucky; they were very, very lucky to draw with Hungary last night. Can we beat them? Is is? I mean, that's the most simple question, surely. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think we can. I just, I just think it depends what England shows up and what Germany shows up. If we have England like we did in the last game with the Germany defend like they did against Hungary, I think England will coast through it. But obviously, you know the threat that Germany possess on the attack and how England is majorly defensive, uh, weak defensively most of the time. So I'm going to go for a 2-1 win to England. Yeah, obviously we got to back England there. Holland versus Czech Republic. Uh, you know, Gaz, uh, Holland have been decent. They've not been world-class. They've not been average. I would say that they've been decent. They're coming up against a Czech Republic side who, you know, had a great start against Scotland, but, uh, you know, progressively got got worse. That's going to be a bit more of a physical game uh, with the players involved. How can you see that one going down? I've been there, to be fair, and I think Czech Republic are looking quite strong. Um, admittedly, they held this down to one one nil win, but it it could have easily been more. And Czech Republic proving that they've got that defensive kind of background and strength to compete with the best. Absolutely, and, hot, and uh, you know the Dutch have always had really really good players, and they definitely have shown it in Group C. Sam, final game, mate. Wales versus Denmark. Denmark, of course, have had one of them tournaments, which are absolutely you know, crazy and, and stuff like that. And, you know, they seem to have bounced, they seem to have bounced back since, uh, you know, that tragic game against Finland, you know, beaten, you know, Russia 4-1. So they've definitely deserved it. Can you see them beat, beating Wales? Uh, yeah, I can. I, I would back a Denmark win. 
and that mainly because um, sorry, mainly because I just feel like Denmark wants it more, considering what they've ultimately all suffered as a team for Ericsson. And I think, as they showed against Russia, I think they have a lot more quality compared to the Wales team. Yeah, okay, Val, absolutely fantastic points. Of course, who obviously will be keep talking about uh, the you know, the results and stuff like that as we make our way to that big final in London. Uh, let's move on then to a squad builder that we absolutely love doing these on the uh, on the channel, and of course, with three of us, it's it's a quite a nice, interesting debate. We, this is dedicated to Real Madrid centre back Sergio Ramos because after 16 years at the club, he has decided to leave Real Madrid. Uh, at his time, he's won five La Liga titles, two Copa del Reyes, four Supercopa de Españas, four Champions Leagues, three UEFA Super Cups, four FIFA Club World Cups, and a Habit Salah. I've still not got over it. To celebrate his career, we have created a squad builder full of Real Madrid legends that he has played with. And my God, has he played with some good ones. We're playing a 4-3-3 formation and Ramos is automatically in the squad. So between the three of us, we're going to pick the team and debate on who goes in. Yes. Could we yes, Gary. Spanish international teammates as well. No, no, Gaz, because I uh, spent uh, the afternoon um, researching these players and you're not coming in and changing that. We're just doing Real Madrid, all right? Thank you very much. Uh, right, so let's start with goalkeepers and three nominees. We've got here Casillas, Navas and Courtois. So three, um, you know, great goalkeepers. Uh, Sam, you first, who are you sort of levitating towards? Uh, I think it has to be Casillas, personally. Yeah, I, I think what what a great keeper he he's been, and obviously, you know the record he's had every average has been 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 great. Uh, Gary, would you do you think Navas or Courtois? No, I'm going to agree with Casillas. Okay, so Casillas is in between the sticks. That's probably the easiest uh, one we have to look at. So we play the four three three formation, like I said. So the full packs. It, Backs, one left back, one right back. We've got Marcelo, Roberto Carlos, or Danny Carvajal. Uh, Gary, you first. Uh, who do you automatically want to put in? I would say Marcelo, but then also Roberto Carlos. Uh, I'm going to go Roberto Carlos. Okay, I can I can live with that, Sam. Oof. I think I'm going to go Marcelo just for what. More like what they both accomplished together more than anything. Okay, okay. Well, we, well, we can obviously we could put both in. I mean, do, would you really put Carver Howe in that right back position over these two? Could you potentially put Carlos or Marcelo out of position? Is that something we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, we'll put we'll put Roberto, uh, we'll uh, Carlos on the right simply because uh, I believe he played there for a bit. Uh, where Marcelo is more of a left back, so Marcelo and Roberto. Ramos is automatically in the squad, like I mentioned. So we've got four other people in centre back to choose from to be alongside him. We've got Fernando Hierro, and Ricardo Carvalho. That's tough because there's World Cup winners in here. There's absolute legends. Sam, who are you looking towards? Um. Oof. It's tough, isn't it? 
Of course it can, mate. Uh, Fernando Hierro definitely saying that. Yeah, Carvalho. I'm going to go Fernando Hierro. I, I I would, but also, I mean, have we got to... I, I, I would, but then, Gaz, do you think Pepe might have a chance or are you going strictly Hierro? Varane, I think Varane's quite a decent player as well. Yeah, yeah. Personally, for me, I think I've got to go Hierro just because of what he accomplished. He was a he, he was a leader in that Galacticos team that Ramos was a part of. So, so I'd personally, I'd personally go for Hierro. Okay, okay. Well, Sam said Hierro, so uh, you know he he's in alongside Ramos. Now we get to the midfielders. Now, even if you have an idea about football in the 90s, you will know that this is probably the most difficult thing I've ever seen us do on a squad builder. You ready for this? Three midfielders. It doesn't matter about holding, centre-mid or attacking. These are the midfielders. You ready for this? Zidane, Claude Makélélé, Kaká, Xabi Alonso or Luka Modric. Who wants to go first with this one? That's all I'm saying. What about Tony Cruz? Tony Cruz, yeah, Tony Cruz is there. We can put him in if you want. Make it even more difficult. Oh, my word. I think, I mean, I think we could all agree that Zidane's got to be in there. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think the icon he is is just ridiculous. And what, yeah, I mean, personally, personally, I'd go for Makaleli because you just forget how good of a player he was. Yeah, he had a, he had a seen... role named after him. He was that good, wasn't he? Yeah. For me personally, it would be between McLeary and Modric, but I'm open to either one of them. Longs. I'd, I'd, I'd personally, I'd personally go McLeary because, like you said, there was a position named after him. He was a, he was just an icon. You know what I mean? He was just. I, I'd probably put him there, but also we can't put both of there. But then you're leaving Kaka out. Do you leave? Do you leave him? Cool. You're leaving a Ballon d'Or winner there, are there? I believe it won. I, I think he won the Ballon d'Or. I, I think you've got to go Kaka, and I think it's got to be between Modric and Makaleli and make Gary make the last choice. <laughs> so, are we all in agreement, Kaka? Gary, you're out with yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's 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 already an iconic midfield, anybody. Anyway, so Makaleli. See, we we haven't mentioned Xabi Alonso yet. I think he was better for Liverpool than he was for Real Madrid personally. He was an art, yeah, he's a, he is a, a great player for Liverpool. I, I mean, okay, cast in vote then. I'm going to go Makaleli. Sam? Uh, I'll go Makaleli. Yeah, Gary, you happy with that? Yeah. yeah. There's no point in trying to argue it. Oh. <laughs> okay, I mean, first of all, that is a midfield. That is a midfield right there. Then you then we go into wingers. So obviously we've got a left wing, we've got a right wing. I mean, there's choices here again. That's all I'm going to say. You've got Ronaldo, you've got Gareth Bale, David Beckham, or Luis Figo. I think that's got to be in there. Sorry, sorry, guys. Say that again, mate. You you cut off. You you'd say Figo, would you? No, Ronaldo. I think he said Ronaldo. Oh, now, yeah, I think he said, yeah, I mean, I'd be happy with that, what, on the left, and then put, see, I personally, I personally think Beckham was 
iconic, don't get me wrong, but I think Figo was just something else. Oof. I'd go Ronaldo and Figo, to be honest, with Figo on the right. Oh, Sam, what, maybe a little bit controversial, but I was going to go Ronaldo and Bale, considering like, what Bale, like Bale won trophies at Real Madrid. I don't know how long Figo was there for, but Bale came back with like four UCLs, a couple of league titles, Spanish titles. So that's what I'd go for personally. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I mean, you look at you look at what as well what he um, Figo did for like Barcelona for Inter Milan. You know, he did some incredible things for you know for them. See, so only won two La Ligas and one Champions League. Figo personally, personally, I'd go for Beckham or Figo. So, I mean, I'm gonna go my finding find decided voters Figo. So, guys, you gotta break the tie, Bale or Figo. Do you know what? Fuck it, Bale. Yes, no comment. No, no, no. <laughs> No, this is a, no. This is why we do it. This is why we do it. And go, uh, Sam makes some great points. But then let's get into the strikers because I think this might be easy when I give you the last name. Okay, here's the strikers: Michael Owen, Gonzalo Higuain, Brazilian Ronaldo. Brazilian Ronaldo for dead certs up there. No questions asked. Well, Sam. Some might have some questions. I, 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 I don't. I don't want to be that guy. Obviously, opposed to everything, but I, I think I would gen, genuinely person. I know, like, I'm like talent wise and stuff, but I was one of the best. But I also think Benzema is one of the best. Like ben, Benzema, Benzema, Benzema is good. But then when you see what Ronaldo did for Real Madrid, he, he played the most games. He scored the most goals for them out of any club. I, I, I don't know. I think it's a great striker if you have Benzema or Ronaldo. I don't think it's a loss to anyone. No. Personally, I'd go for Brazilian Ronaldo just because I think if you look at Portuguese strikers, you'd put Pelé up there, but then I think instantly you'd put him second. And I think being put in the same conversation as Pelé and all the great Brazilian players we've had, I think you've got to put him in. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to put Bale in over Figo, I wouldn't. <laughs> we've already made more shocks than probably we need to. Uh, could have so gone we could have gone Higuain, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Owen didn't even have a mention, so that's all I'm saying. Uh, so this is obviously the uh, the final lineup. Then we have got Casillas in goal, uh, Marcelo, Ramos, Hierro, and Roberto Carlos at the back. I mean, this is probably the greatest midfield to ever live. Kaká, Makélélé, and Zidane, and then. Cristiano Ronaldo, Gareth Bale, and uh, Brazilian Ronaldo up front. So that is the team we're going to be uh, putting this onto the official Instagram, which is what Gary controls. So this is going to be over uh, for you guys to have a look at, uh, and then obviously make your own lineups. Go and build, build up lineup, and get a personalised shortlist, and you could be doing this as well. So massive thanks to Build lineup.com for letting us use that right let's get into a bit of a debate and let's get into a bit of a conversation because there's been some big news uh, that has come out of UEFA this this afternoon 
because the away goal rule in Euro- European club football to be abolished from the start of next season. The rules used since 1965 decided drawn two-legged games by favouring the team that scored the most away goals. All ties level on aggregate at the end of the second leg will instead go to extra time and potentially penalties. The UEFA president, Alexander Karefin, said it's no longer appropriate for an away goal to carry more weight. UEFA Club Competitions Committee made the proposal in May and has now been approved by the body's executive committee earlier today. It means games in the Champions League, Europa League, the new Europa Conference League and Women's Champions League will no longer use this rule. So, Sam, I mean, early sort of thoughts about this, mate, because it's always been that sort of thing, hasn't it, where like, oh, you know, you've got the away goal, you've got the advantage in the game. So how do you pretend, how do you feel about this? Do you think it's a good rule? Do we, do we still have Sam? Gary, do we still have you? Uh, I gather so. You can hear me. Yeah, I can still hear you. So, so, so Gary, mate, uh, what's your personal opinions on this? On this, uh, you know, away, away goal rule. Uh, how do you, how do you personally feel about it? I think sometimes better because it doesn't put more pressure on teams, but and then. Sometimes it's better to go to extra time because it gives it shows that the players can keep going for the extra time and keep pushing no matter what. But at the end of the day, it's up to your way for and now, yeah, absolutely. And I think what you're watching now is potentially you know looking at this and potentially being a bit unfair, really. And I think it's potentially situation where you know as soon as I think it's the player's mentality I'm not going to lie um, uh, I think as, as Sam did have to go so unfortunately it's just going to be two me and Gary for the next 10 minutes so Gary's, Sam's going to have to go thank you very much mate for joining us uh, mate appreciate it thank you very much for helping with the squad builder so is it a sort of case where fans feel or players feel like that mentality where Okay, this is you know we are at a slightly disadvantage, even though it probably shouldn't be in a two-legger. Guys, guys, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you, mate. So. Um... I mean, so I've just asked. I've just asked a question. Where do you feel like the players have probably said this is a disadvantage to us, or do you, or do you think that it it might be this that situation where you know UEFA's just looked and assessed the competitions that they control, and think, yeah, we need to end this. Yeah, I think it um it is that, and I think they're looking at it as in like it's now showing players' fitness. Obviously, like you said, mentality. And kind of showing that football players have got to go through that and play extra time and penalties if needed. Obviously, well, with us two being footballers, it's kind of we know that situation going extra time penalties where you start feeling your legs start to burn up and cramp. No. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I think that it, it might change the way games is being played if you know that you're they've already I think as well, I think the home games, like so the first leg, if you're at home, that's a massive disadvantage because you're gonna be playing so defensively trying to you know make make sure that they don't get the away goal. So at the end of the day, you're putting pressure on the people on the first leg, you know, to, to really, really defend and obviously adapt their game. And I think it's going to be intriguing how it's going to work. I feel for for fans, it's probably not going to be the best to watch because you think like, oh, they need to score two more because of the away goal. But I think it's massively the players and the club are probably very, very frustrated with it. Um, I mean, I like it. I think it's a decent rule and I'm surprised it's took this long to sort of abolish it and stuff like that. So, um, you know, that's that's massively understandable there. So uh, let's, uh, you know, obviously we're going to be watching a lot more Europa League, Champions League next season because both of our teams are in it. Do you feel like West Ham have got a decent chance in the Europa League now they've done this or do you just think it was all, they've always had a great chance? I think, depending on the signings we make, we might have a decent chance. I think the players that can keep up with it are going to be like Declan Rice, like Thomas Suchek, Vladimir Kufo, who can keep up with that play and keep it for a long distance. Um, but other than that, I think we do have a decent chance. But it's just finding out who we get in the draws, to be honest. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And- you know, West Ham have had a, a great, uh, you know, season and, and stuff like that. And, and you know, they've obviously got the opportunity now to really pursue in, in the Europa League, you know, in, in Mark Noble's uh, final season at the club. I mean, imagine the imagine the Europa League final. You know, it's, it's the, anything can happen in football. It'll be a massive thing as well. So, this is, yes. this is the part of the podcast that I've been dreading. I'm not gonna lie to you. This is part this is this part of the podcast is what I've been dreading because for weeks and weeks I and I have been embarrassing Gary on his football knowledge and potential, the lack of it. He's got some good football knowledge, but I always really, really enjoy making up a quiz and see testing Gary's knowledge. Gary has had enough of this and has decided to create his own quiz. And personally, I feel like if I don't get under a certain amount of scores, I'll have a forfeit. We'll, we'll hand it over to Gary now, who's going to give me the quiz and give me all the information, what it's about so far. So, Gary, I'm going to regret saying this. The floor is yours. Right. So, as Kieran's just said, I have created a quiz. There's eight questions. You'll get two points if you get it dead on straight away. Choice, it will go down to one point. So, obviously, there's a chance of 16 points. If you get okay. 10, there is no forfeit. Okay. So, so, so what do I have to do for my forfeit? So, so, oh no! The forfeit is 
you're going to hate me for this one. You've got to put on your purse. Well, we'll put. You can send me the video of you saying that I hope West Ham win the Europa League next season. Okay, okay. I feel like that's a better one. I, for then you. I will put oh. it on the. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, to be fair, I feel like it's a better one for you, and you're just gonna you're gonna be sending people that video like when West Ham do win the Europa League. So yeah. And, and by the way, just want to confirm to the fans: I'm nowhere near a computer. I used a computer for the first part of the show, but for this part, I am gonna. I'm away from the computer. I'm not gonna be cheating. All right, Gary, off you go. First question, these questions are about the, the teams who finished in the top six season. United, Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, West Ham and Leicester City. Okay. Do you right. I feel like I've got good knowledge about that. So I get on, mate. I got that. So the first question is, who did Man City beat to set a record for the biggest league victory in 1987? In 1987? Yes, in 1987. You can have multiple choice if you want. Okay. I feel like I've read this before, but then I'm, I'm trying to think about the teams in 1987 actually in the Premier League. Okay, I'm going to take a stab in the dark here and go Sheffield Wednesday. That is incorrect. Do you want... I'll go multiple, multiple choice now. Yeah, I'll go multiple choice now, yeah. Is it Sheffield United, Huddersfield Town, Bournemouth, or West Brom? I'm going to go with Sheffield United because that's going to be very, very interesting if this is actually the right answer. I'm going to go Sheffield United. It's the incorrect answer. It's actually Huddersfield Town. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, fair enough. So... Which player, so this is for Man United, which players are effectively known as the king to the Man United fans? A man that is very, very good at karate as well as football, Eric Cantona. That is correct. So, you you should know this one. If you don't know this one, I will cry. I mean, I'm what gonna, song I'm... is played at Anfield at the start of a game? Every single time I hear it, even though it's on the telly, it still gives me goosebumps because it's the biggest song in football history. You'll never walk alone. That is correct. If I got that wrong, I'd probably get kicked out of the fan club at Liverpool, to be fair. <laughs> so, this one's for Chelsea. Who wears a number 19 for Chelsea? At the moment? Yes, like, obviously, this season. Or it's between... last season. It's between two. Kai Havertz or Mount. And I'm trying to think of... Because obviously your brother's a Chelsea fan. I'm trying to think about your, your brother and what shirt he was wearing. Um, I will no. say that you have said the answer I'm out of them too. I'm I? 
I think, do you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna basically, I'm gonna base this on. I think Havertz wears eighteen, so I'm gonna go Mount because she said that nineteen. Is, it is Mason Mount. Come on! It so took me a while. It, it took me a while to get there, but I felt like I got there. Okay, so that's what four points. Yeah, that is six actually. Six. Okay. Okay. So, in what year did Leicester win their first and only Premier League trophy? Well, it was the 2015-16 season. So, if you want the exact year that they won it, I'm going to go 2016. I feel like I deserve double points for that. Do you know what? Yeah, you can have, you can have double points. Go on, I'll let you have that one. I've got out right, the forfeit so... now. I've got, out, I've got out the forfeit now. <laughs> right, so, finish the lyrics. So this is a player from obviously one of the the top six of last season, okay? Uh, okay, all right. Grab the ball and run with it by time. This certain player. I feel like you're going to be very, very frustrated at me because I feel like you've been playing this song a lot since he signed. I'm going to go and I'm doing the action as well. Jesse Lingard. That's incorrect. What? Okay, multiple choice. I've probably got the forfeit now anyway, so multiple choice. Is it Michael Antonio? Declan Rice? Jared Bowen? Or Craig Dawson? The only reason why I'm going to say this is because you know and you really, really like to take the mick out of me when he does something because you know that I didn't really rate him at the start. I'm going to go with Jared Bowen. He's got it wrong! It's Antonio, isn't it? No, it's Declan. Oh, no. Oh, okay. you've already, it's all right. You've, you've missed a four-fight anyway, but name the, club, name the club by the theme song Blue Moon. Manchester City. That's correct. And which club plays Twist and Shout as their goal song? The weirdest, weirdest choice for a song because the band is known as the Beatles and they're from Liverpool. They're going to go with West Ham. West Ham. Yeah, that is correct. So you got 14. So to be fair, that's quite decent. That, do you know what? That, yeah, that's quite decent. I felt very, very confident with the with this song question and I felt like it would probably help if you sung it to me. Um, so... Eric. Yeah, the finish of the lyric, I felt like you could have probably sang it to me. Um, Would you really help me? Well, I felt like the fans love your singing voice. I heard that reaction uh, after you keep singing, it's coming home. So I feel like you can sing it as well for us now. It's for the there fans. Goes, me. I grab the ball and I run with it like I'm Declan Rice. I don't need your acceptance. I run with it like I'm Declan Rice. I grab the ball and I run with it like I'm Declan. My, my man, that, that that sounds pretty good, mate. Well done. Uh, well, I mean, to be to be honest with you, I'm I'm very very pleased. It wasn't the worst fourth in the world because I will be back in both Leicester and West Ham uh, all the way to the Europa League final. Hopefully, all English final that Gary's going to be very very ne- very very nervously watching. Uh, but that is it for the True Fans podcast for this week. Thank you so much for uh, for Gary for our guest Sam as well for listening. Thank you very much, of course, to Gary for doing the quizzes. Uh, check out all the other content as well on the channel, not only main tr- main podcast 
uh, main podcast, but also the live streams as well. Go over to Stereo as well, uh, where you guys can check out uh, us guys live as we watch the games. We had a fantastic one last night where Gary watched one game and I watched the other, which was so much fun. So uh, please make sure you go over over there and check it out. But if you don't want to, if you don't have time, all of don't worry, all of the highlights will be available on this channel. Check out the re-invited TRW podcast with which uh, Gary Control said will be doing that podcast uh, very, very soon. The TRW podcast will be back. So I cannot wait uh, to see the content and maybe you might even hear yours truly on there as well. Uh, guys, if you don't mind, I'm going to conclude this podcast, if you don't mind. Well, I was going to sing a new song, but okay, that's fair. For the for the fans, for the true fans, we will let Gary sing his sing his song. Gary, uh, off you go. This is this is something I've got to hear. We've got Jackie, Jackie Grealish. We've got Kane. We've got Jude Rice and Foden. We will reign. We've got Stones and Harry Maguire. The England he scores for England once again. There you go. Love that. 